Hey everybody, this is Tony with Only Yesterday. Um, today we've got ourselves a very introspective-esque episode. Today we're going to be discussing the importance of self-reflection slash identity. Um, <clears throat> the, the reason why I wanted to discuss this particular subject is because I've seen so many things throughout this life of mine that I've lived, and I'm sure I'm going to continue to see more, and it just surprises me, truthfully, to see the things that some people do even when, or rather, even given the amount of time that they've had on this earth, um, yeah, it's a, it's quite the, uh, quite the phenomenon. But yeah, anyways. So, source for today is age differences and similarities in identity distress following the Katrina disaster, uh, theoretical and applied implications of Erickson's theory by Wiley, Rachel, Steve Berman et al. Um, the reason why I wanted to use this article is well because I'm a fan of Eric Erickson's uh, developmental stages, and I feel like there I feel like there's a lot of different contexts in which um, the knowledge can be applied. I think self-reflection is immensely important, um, just up top, because I feel like if we continue to go throughout life without you know, acknowledging the impact that we have as individuals, um, whether it be good or bad, you know, up, down, left, right, indifferent. Um, I feel like you're limiting yourself or you're limiting your potential uh, capabilities by not analyzing the things that we do and, you know, if adjustments are necessary, then making those adjustments. So I wanted to talk about a couple of stages within Eric Erickson's um, developmental stages and how they apply, or rather how self-reflection applies to them. So I think a, um, one good place to start would be Erickson's third stage, um, which is initiative versus guilt and occurs during the play age between years three to five. Um, this stage is crucial as it is the age where interpersonal growth begins to occur as the child plays and interacts with others. During this stage, if a caregiver interferes with a child who's taken initiative to engage in activities and games, the child may develop a sense of guilt for their behavior. Um, success in this stage leads to virtue of purpose, or leads to the virtue of purpose. And so when I think about children, you know, around the ages of three and five, being able to self-reflect, right? I, I know that it's not going to be as as potent as an adult's ability to self-reflect. However, I think having children around, the, you know, the three to five age, um, acknowledging their actions, their activities, acknowledging their place, their movement, their autonomy, so to speak, um, will help them to understand again that the world does not necessarily revolve around them it helps them to you know be cooperative with others the fourth stage is what's referred to as industry versus inferiority and occurs during the school age the school age is between years six and eleven so during this stage success becomes dependent on outside sources such as peers teachers and the values held by society um, when a child develops skills that are valued by society, a sense of industry is achieved. If a child feels as though they have failed to demonstrate certain skills valued by society, they may feel inferior. Um, success during this stage leads to the virtue of competence. And so I wanted to touch on this for just a moment because, again, I, I understand that <clears throat> children are unable to 
grasp certain abstract concepts. However, once you reach a certain age, you then have the capacity to understand that your actions have impacts. They have quote-unquote consequences, right? For better or for worse. And so I feel like having children to... So if we are to discuss, you know, self-reflection of children, right? So let's say between the ages of 6 and 11, um, they're, again, better able to grasp the concept of um, myself, like who am I? I, They have a better um, understanding of themselves. And so I feel as though when you begin to say, hey, this is me, I am a person, I like fucking pizza or fucking I, I like to go bowling or whatever the case may be. I feel like even that within itself is a moment of self-reflection to say, hey, what kinds of things am I interested in? And even though it may seem trivial or may seem, you know, minute in the moment, I feel as though practicing self-reflection and introspection, especially during times of mindfulness, can be beneficial. Um, again, I, I don't know that, you know, children doing, well, I mean, hell, maybe maybe some 10-year-olds can be doing some mindfulness. Um, I mean, maybe even 9-year-olds if they're, you know, able to sit still or even just be mindful as they're walking or playing. But, yeah, I think it could be beneficial for children to begin learning how to self-reflect. Next, I want to talk about adolescence. Um, the fifth stage of Eric Erickson's developmental stages is identity versus role confusion, and this occurs during adolescence. The major defining characteristic of this stage is one's desire to fit in with society. Um, during this stage, one begins to look toward the future and begins to explore not only prospective career options, but sexuality as well. Um, if one does not successfully begin to establish their personal identity and their role within the society, they may not be sure of themselves or their place in society. Um, success in this stage leads to the virtue of fidelity. I definitely wanted to discuss adolescence for just a moment because there's a lot of things that I'm seeing um, either at work or just out and about that really have me somewhat concerned. You know what I mean? So, um, so for one example, um, there was a client who was, who was working or rather <clears throat> there was a client who I was working with who for some reason or another, you know, decided if that client wasn't going to be getting the positive attention that they wanted from, <clears throat> from their peers and so on, then they were going to get any other type of attention. So they would be disruptive, just generally disruptive. Um, remembering a few occasions where they would, you know, put their hands on other clients, either in a violent way or just to be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm basically I'm pestering you right now. And the other clients would be like, okay, hey, like, could you, could you not? Like, can you just get the back up off you know what i mean like get the fuck out of here um and for some reason the client would then just uh turn around and say oh they're being mean to me they're saying um rude things about me they're saying that i'm annoying and <clears throat> i then challenged the client and asked them so do you understand why it is that they're saying what they're saying about you do you understand why it is that they feel that you're annoying do does that make does that line of reasoning make sense to you? Um, 
the client said, oh, well, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just trying to be nice. I'm just trying to, you know, get friends. And so I feel like, and this client was, they were basically on the cusp of um, child, uh, late childhood, early adolescence. <clears throat> and so I think it's, I think it's imperative that, you know, as we begin to develop, as we begin to interact with other members of our society, that we, we consider our impact on others. And I'm not saying that, okay, we now need to walk on eggshells and, you know, need to make sure I don't, you know, somehow accidentally offend somebody by just being myself. Um, there was another client who decided that she was just going to be disruptive around basically the whole, the whole area. And so I calmly, you know, go out there or go outside and discuss, okay, so what's going on? Like, why are you acting the way that you're acting right now? You know, banging on windows, you know, yelling, doing all this extra stuff, really. Um, so what's, what's going on? How can we help? Like what's happening? And then, and she says, okay, well, I would like, you know, one of those boys phone numbers. And I'm like, yeah, nah, that's, no, nah, that's not going to happen. Cause this is not that type of, uh, establishment right like just do me a favor could you just like go away because the clients that we have in here are you know busy trying to do things trying to you know get themselves together so then they can when they leave be a better version of themselves um <clears throat> and so this client says this client says to me okay well i'll i'll do you a favor if you do me a favor i say okay well uh i say well that depends on the favor um, she then says, I will stop being disruptive. I will stop being a nuisance. I will stop, you know, banging on windows. I'll stop doing all that. <clears throat> Only if you tell them that I want their numbers. And I'm like, no, that, no, no that's not going to happen. Um, and then of course she decides, okay, well, I'm going to continue being super disruptive. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you later. And shortly after that, of course, you know, we had other staff members who were there, um, helped to, um, maintain the situation. Um, shortly thereafter, you know, they went back inside and were engaged in other things. And so I feel like that was a moment that could definitely have, that young person could have benefited from some self-reflection and introspection, um, just for the sake of, okay, well, how is what I'm doing right now? making me look right and i'm not saying necessarily like oh i'm being seen as a loud mouth right or i'm being seen as you know whatever being seen as whatever the case may be um i mean how is my behavior making people understand me to be as a person um and so i'll just i'll say i understand that you know, that where I work might not be everyone's favorite, you know, cup of tea. I am certain people would rather be out and about with their friends, with their families. And, and, you know, I, I make space for that, um, because I, I get it. Um, additionally, I also tell, you know, the clients there that if everything was going great in their lives, they would not be there. Period. I, I understand that as well. So I know that there's going to be times when people are being disruptive, when people are being chaotic. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, um, I had a lot of chaos there. Um, I understand that. So I, I make space for that. I make room for that. I give leeway for a certain amount of shenanigans, so to speak. And so I feel, you know, again, once you're in bed, once you're by yourself, you know, you're just on your way to sleep alone, like mm, getting ready to fall asleep. Those personal thoughts that you have by yourself, would one think, okay, well, how has my behavior reflected upon me? Yeah, like how has my behavior, how how has it made them think about me? What has it made them think about me? Um, and if people really don't care, like, cool, great. You know, like, hey, do whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to continue to be, like, ultra disruptive and that's just your MO, awesome. Like, but whatever. Like, if that's your thing, then just be that, you know. But you cannot escape the reaction. You cannot escape the impact that that type of behavior does have. And so if, you know, it, it is your right to express yourself however you'd like. So, you know, go ahead and do that. And it is everyone else's right to respond in their own way, right? Um, you know, it, again, within reason. I'm not going to be like blasting off on people just because they yell at me, you know. And I think that exercising self-reflection um, will help to rationalize or rather help you to be able to make more rational decisions and say, okay, well, how is what I'm doing going to affect the outcome, right? The next stage is, you know, adulthood. So I actually want to discuss uh, the seventh stage with regard to adults. Um, the seventh stage is generativity versus stagnation and occurs during middle adulthood. Um, the defining characteristics of the stage include career establishment, long-term relationships, community involvement and raising children uh, failure to meet these goals and <clears throat> failure to meet these goals may lead to feeling unproductive and stagnate success during this stage may leads to the virtue of care and so i mean middle adulthood and i feel like young adulthood as well can kind of be um all like can kind of be in here as well because in young adulthood you're not necessarily like continuing a very long <clears throat> a very long established career um but you're setting the foundations for these types of things or at the very least you're making your mistakes so that you can get to the you know long established goals and so i feel like in adulthood especially it's important to be to self-reflect and introspect um, because not only are you, you know, not only are you being concerned about and, you know, taking into account your own actions for, you know, yourself, right? Like, how am I going to be true to myself? How am I going to be the best version of me possible, right? We are now, if, if you do have children or if you have nieces or nephews or, um, someone who considers you to be a role model, um, you now have that aspect as well. So for the sake of example, um, if you are a, if you're, you know, you're a parent and before you became a parent, you know, you was going to strip clubs, bro. You was like cussing, you was you doing the fucking most, bro, like selling drugs, like doing, doing it all. But now we are understanding that, 
as we have people who look up to us in any capacity, <clears throat> our actions shine that much more. So I say that to say when I'm at, you know, when I'm at work, man, really, like when I'm at work, I just be hearing the most outlandish shit that some people are doing or not doing for some of these clients and it blows my mind truthfully um and it makes me upset um truthfully some of the things um because if we are the adults in the situation if we are the caretakers what reason do we have for robbing younger individuals the opportunity to learn something especially how to you know affect your own development it blows my mind like why even have children if this is what you're going to do to them shit's insane bro shit is insane um but one of the last ones that i wanted to discuss was um the elderly population because if we discuss with them right like let's say a younger child decides to you know go and talk to grandma grandpa <clears throat> grandma grandpa and say okay well hey um you know how did you enjoy your life? You know, what kinds of things did you do? What kinds of things did you not do? Grandma and grandpa may have some some extra hidden wisdom, some hidden knowledge, some nuggets that they can drop on the the younger generations to say, okay, well, I've noticed this growing up. You know, I've also noticed that these things are changing. Um, yeah, sake of example, you know, like freaking head, you could buy a house full-blown big-ass house for like $20,000 way back in the day, right? Versus where we are today. I think it's beneficial to have elderly individuals who self-reflect and are able to offer insight into how to manage some of life's more difficult situations. Um, yeah, I personally I personally just think everyone should be doing it more often. Um, and if not, then hey, like there's, you know, the cons, right? Like the cons of not introspecting um just acknowledging that okay my actions have consequences i am going to or let's not even acknowledging that my actions have consequences right like saying that okay um i'm just going to behave i'm going to react i'm going to be an in the moment type of person i'll say there's there's not really anything wrong with that innately but i can imagine Issues would compound quite quickly. Um, so what can we do? Take time out of our day to just kind of be like, yo, where am I at right now? I mean, really, it, it can be all of like a solid 30 seconds out of the full day. Maybe even half of that if you were like ultra busy and you don't have any free time at all. Um, you know, where am I today? How am I feeling? Um, we can also ask, you know friends and family members, loved ones who have seen the many different sides of us and, you know, ask them, okay, well, how has my behavior impacted you? Um, was there something that I've done within the next, or is there something that I've done within the last, you know, however long to affect our relationship? And again, I don't feel like this is necessarily walking on eggshells, so to speak. This is attempting to gain a deeper understanding of how we affect others. Um, because we don't live in a vacuum. This We are not on this planet alone. Um, we need other people to whatever extent. Um, so yeah, this was like kind of a shorter episode. Um, 
going to get back to you with more research on the next episodes. I'm going to catch y'all on the flip. Bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.